friends to another episode of Where They've Been, podcast where we tell stories so you can live a better one. I'm here with my co-host, Zach Moore. How you doing, my friend? Good evening, Jeff. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Excited to be back in the pod fod. It's a good time to be hanging living out and living yes, the dream. Sir. It's great, man. And I'm pumped because we have a friend of mine, but also someone who you are related to. Technically, now I am related to now. My cousin-in-law is who right, is on right, the pod. Right. It's awesome. And also, if she's listening to this, I'm sure she will be. Um, Zach told me off air, which <laughs> feels like you shouldn't say that because it's like three people listen to this, but off air you know what i mean i hate when people are like that on the podcast hey, off you know air. we were talking off air it's like shut up anyways yep. yeah off air but anyways we were talking off air and you said that you paid more attention to this podcast i did because yeah. you're related to this person so anyways it's, it's a good thing it's it true. was definitely an, an incredible podcast oh it's so good she dropped some truth bombs and so it was honestly things. my selfishness weren't worked out well because i was like you know I know this person. We're related. And my wife has told me stories about them growing up together. Like I felt like I had this personal connection and then I was not disappointed. Just there are so many like funny moments, but then also so many like transformative kind of experiences that that she goes through that were so many, as we call in the, I guess, the, the Pentecostal world boom points, if you would, where I definitely took some notes and I was like, that's a good word. So for sure, definitely in for a treat with that. Absolutely. So you found it helpful. I know that you who are listening will as well. So without further ado, here's my podcast conversation with Lindsay Herrera. Maybe we can walk that road again. Take a little time to sit and listen. up so how are you good i'm doing good yeah how's uh how's family how's the baby girl doing good she's nuts yeah she just turned two and she is two she <laughs> yeah she's wild but so fun yeah for sure just talking a ton and just this is her world we're just living in it right exactly <laughs> she more like you or more like nando She's a like a really good mix. Like okay. she is like she's definitely has like I don't know, like using the word introvert extrovert, but she has like her introvert moments. You can sure. tell when she's in a big room with people, she's just like looking at people and observing them. <laughs> um, and one time we were at the gym, and a, like a stranger just looked at her and smiled, and she just said, "Don't see me," like <laughs> to the stranger. <laughs> I'm like, that's something Nando. Oh my Nando goodness. Say. Yes. So, yeah. That's hilarious. She's, Literally, she said, don't see me. Don't see me. Like, do not see me. Wow. Um, so she has that, but then she can be super bubbly and quirky and weird like me. So sure. she's got a little bit of both. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It's interesting. Like the twos, right? Everyone says like the terrible twos, but yeah. I don't actually now like experiencing the threes. I disagree with that yeah. because yeah. like three, major, you know, three major, they say like the, the three major. Yeah. The three, yeah. The vindictiveness of the three-year-olds is shocking. Yeah. They're shocking. too smart. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, the terrible, like the twos, it's like, I think it's so fun. Like Mm -hmm. they're just goofy, weird. They're learning so much. There's like tantrums and stuff, but I think that's going to probably be for a while now. Right. From zero to (laughs) a hundred when they leave the house. (laughs) Yeah. And after when they call. So it's all good. Right. Right. No, that's good. Well, I'm pumped to to have you on the podcast. Thanks for being on. I think there's so many different. uh, Yeah. Sorry. It took forever to get uh, get scheduled. That's life with kids and just life I guess yeah exactly right and also you know personalities in of yeah like, I know me and you are the exact same personality yeah so. flakiness <laughs> of like oh man shoot I guess I forgot again so yeah no it's all good but I think there's so many different cool things that I want to like hit on um in your like life and story and yeah. you know there's different aspects of just like growing up and your your story of growing up in Wisconsin right and yeah um and all of the things that entailed that but then also like going to Haiti and all the Mm -hmm. other passions and stuff that you do so I think it would be cool to kind of like start at the beginning of okay so you grew up in Wisconsin which you're now you're still living in Wisconsin right so you're Wisconsin born and bred forever yeah not by choice (laughs) no. <laughs> to heaven and back again or you could right. say the other one who knows <laughs> sure yeah, but yeah I mean, I mean like start start wherever like you know where'd you grow up what kind of you know family all that good stuff yeah I grew up I mean yeah in Wisconsin River Falls Wisconsin a small town um kind of in the Minnesconsin area where it's really sure. close to Minnesota um yeah. and was right by Hudson born, yes right by Hudson um completely different vibe in River Falls though Hudson and River Falls are nothing alike really why is that I don't even really know why I guess but like River Falls you could say is like a hick town <laughs> you could say <laughs> like people drove their tractors to school sometimes and, sure. um but it's so close to Hudson and the cities that like it doesn't feel like you're out in the middle of nowhere so mm-hmm. um and Hudson's just not a hick town at all like it was I don't even know it was like more of just, a lake town, I feel like, because you, yeah. or the river, you had like that yes, little river. Yes, the river. There. And it's like a desk. People like travel there. It's like a destination. Mm-hmm. People aren't like, River Falls isn't a destination. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I grew up in a this small town, River Falls, um, in a Christian family, grew up in the Assembly of God Church. And I'm a middle child and I'm, I'm what you could say, like the token, like second or middle child. <laughs> um <laughs> a little bit of the black sheep of the family but I've redeemed myself I think yeah but uh yeah so just got a normal childhood I guess you could say I graduated and kind of did the whole like I guess I'm supposed to go to college I'm guessing I'm supposed to do this you know um never really had anything I was super passionate about I, I played golf so that was kind of like why I went um but ended up leaving college pursued a bunch of other things did beauty school went to cosmetology school got my cosmetology license um but then ultimately like came back to the idea of missions and mm-hmm. that's kind of what took me out of wisconsin finally. okay yeah so. and i mean like let's not pass over golf because like you're actually <laughs> super good so okay like, well like played a little bit of golf good. but like super good yeah <laughs> but the thing about golf is if you don't keep playing you if you don't use it you lose it and you know it's yeah. been 
kind of they play like once or twice a year right yeah but that once or twice a year was that like the church golf tournament that me and you were both (laughs) at and like (laughs) you and your brother are like oh we played once or twice a year but let's just crank it down the middle my brother you cannot put me in the same camp as my brother i don't know i don't know that's (laughs) one time we got to go to atlanta and golf that was fun yeah yeah that was super fun yeah. yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I don't know if you just want to gloss over golf, you know, and be like, you know, like I was a boss. You can embellish. Oh, this please. is a podcast. I mean, it's kind of no. like a sermon. You, you I know, suppose. you get to I say don't have things. To prove it to anyone. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no one's over here Back checking your day. swing. Yeah. <laughs> that's one thing. I do have a good swing, but I can't really hit it that far. So, <laughs> yeah, really well, not much you can do with it. There's this guy who we uh, used to go golfing with. His name was Jeff Valentine, and we called him the great one. And he did not hit it very far, but it was yeah. dead straight where he wanted every yep. single time. And he whooped us like not yep. even like he beat us by it like is. 10 strokes. And then he'd be laughing his way to the clubhouse yeah. with a smile on his face. I mean, it was just we're all yes, trying to I hit it, it far. We lose like 17 <laughs> balls. That's and the he, problem. We try yeah. to hit it. You got to hit it straight. You got to hit it straight. So that's cool. So like typical Midwestern, you know, upbringing. And so you said you grew up in like an AG church and, you know, kind of like a smaller church than I'm assuming if it was River Falls, Hicktown. Yep. It was small. It was small. It was like the type of church where like every Sunday there's like a potluck and you're there for like three hours and (laughs) running around. And yeah, it was. I, I mean, like I had a really good experience, like thinking back on it sure. um, and really, you know, I mean, obviously it was like foundational in yeah. my faith and, Definitely. you know, I, I've been on a journey. I've gone, you know, I've never really walked away from the faith in any way, but yeah, I think I've just come back to a lot of foundational things that took place growing up and you know we we were like the you know there every Wednesday every Sunday sure and Sunday night and so yeah it was I'm grateful for it right for sure you feel like it like really helped instill values of like hey this is kind of my guiding guiding principles of this is where we go and this is kind of how we do it yeah for sure I think um yeah I would say like even just the value of church and church community and church family and um yeah it definitely did and and the way my parents well it's interesting because like my parents served the church like so faithfully you know sure um but it's it's it was it's interesting to look back now as an adult and see like okay was that out of like like obligation or you know or was it like devotion and desire now having kids thinking like i want them to see me serving in the church out of like delight and mm. and as a as something that I'm grateful for not like I have to do this or this is right what, you know but right yeah I think it was overall a really good experience I mean you could nitpick and talk about you know definitely but, yeah you know it's always interesting too when you grow up you're like oh not everyone grew up in a church like that sure. or did you know or some people didn't even go to church so interesting how much of our life was in the church right no and there's so many different things because you can go to like okay the potluck of like there's always that one person who brings like green bean casserole like why are we still bringing this like what's (laughs) or the (laughs) like what's the deal no one likes this and if you do you just bring the tupperware and just go through the line and take the food (laughs) take it home (laughs) 
No, that's classic. But I mean, like, <laughs> let's just let's bring the good. Let's play the hits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come on. Let's, you know, like I just fried yeah. chicken and yeah, mac and cheese. Let's do yeah. some good stuff. I mean, I yeah. always feel like we always go to the nasty casseroles or hot dishes. Who? Especially what do you? What, do you, what would you call it? A hot dish or a casserole? <laughs> hot dish. Really? Yeah. That's just you call incorrect. It I, well, I know, but I mean, I'm sure it is. It, <laughs> now, when you think about it, I'm like, hot dish. Yeah. And Nando's like, always like, what are you talking about? What are you talking? <laughs> I don't even think he knows what a casserole is. Yeah. To be honest. I didn't really hear about that. I feel like until Minnesota, but we just yeah. had mustard choli. Do you know what that is? No. It's just like, yeah, it sounds Italian. Yeah, but it's just like red sauce with like a bunch of like sausage meat and like okay. it's nasty, you know, like when you really like break it down. <laughs> sure but like every family like party, like appealing. Yeah, every family party, it's like mustacholi. So church potlucks, <laughs> if you yes. like them, great. I'd rather yeah. have a catered meal, and I feel oh, like for sure uh, the potlucks don't happen anymore. So yeah. that's why whenever I talk about that, it's just funny. People are like, "What?" Yeah. Like, I don't, that doesn't sound good to me. I don't want to I think do they that. still do happen. It's just. <laughs> well, in the smaller, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Churches, yeah. I'm sure. For sure. Definitely. It's yeah. just, I always, whenever I hear the word, it just brings me immediately my memory <laughs> burn back to like scraping stuff yep. off the bottom of the pot. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, because it's been sitting there for two hours yep. and you're like, mom, I want to go. I don't yes, want to be that's here. What, that's what I mean. Three hours later, we're like, exactly. okay. Exactly. Yeah. No, there's cool things. And, it, and it's yeah. kind of like, there were some fun times too, of being yeah. like, if you grew up in a smaller church, for sure. I had the experience of, I went to some really small churches and then mm -hmm. I went to a couple bigger churches, you know, like yeah. when I was in like youth age, I went to church of yeah. like 2000 people. And oh, so gosh, the youth yeah. group was like 400, 500 yeah. kids. So That's we crazy. would like, you know, we'd play dodgeball at a church all yeah. nighter and there'd be like, it'd be like chaos, you know? Yeah. And then you go to another church, it's like you and your two cousins and you're like, yeah. oh, well, this <laughs> is different. You know what I mean? Pretty much what, <laughs> what I grew up with. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's interesting how that stuff like can shape you and it's not in a good totally. or bad, you yeah. know, it's kind of just like your upbringing and kind of yeah, what that, what of. that brings forth. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, you said you went to, you know, cosmetology, cosmetology school, <laughs> yeah. cosmopolitan Everyone school. Calls it cosmopology. <laughs> yeah. Cosmopolitan. Yeah, I did. You had a cough yeah. syrup, alcoholic drink for a degree. <laughs> Have you ever seen a cosmopolitan? Yes, exactly. Yes. It just is. It looks like yes, it's like, are you red. drinking NyQuil right now? Not that I'm drinking it. <laughs> Probably are. God, if you're listening to this, no, yeah. I'm not. But when someone <laughs> orders it, I'm like, hello, NyQuil. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the same effects. Right. So you went there. That's cool. I didn't even yeah. know that, actually. Yeah, it was kind of a random thing. I think, you know, we live in a culture, I guess, a time. I mean, it's changing a lot now. But I when I graduated high school, it was like, you have to go to college. Like, sure. And I just was kind of, I mean, I grew, I kind of always just wanted to like get married and have a family. And sure. when I was 18, it was like, I didn't have, that wasn't in my, I wasn't dating anyone. I wasn't, so I was like, oh, I have to do something, you know? And so I was like, well, if I can play golf, then I can at least enjoy that. And it just was kind of a mess. I kind of like, mm. you know, I was just talking to someone about just like the idea of freedom and how we think when we're like 18, like we're like, we're going to leave the house and have, be free you know yeah um and when I had that freedom I just like I, I crumbled it wasn't I, I wasn't ready for it and mm. um 
got caught up with like a lot of drinking and partying and just didn't really focus on school because I wasn't passionate about it. Sure. So I ended up moving back home and just being like, well, I, I didn't want to do nothing. And I knew I could do hair. Like it was, I could do it. So why not see if that has something? Sure. So I went and it was such an interesting experience. Like I, I never, I would say I never was like, oh, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. But I was like, well, I can probably make some money doing this. And yeah, I went to school in like St. Paul. Minnesota. So probably a pretty good school. Well, it it was in an interesting area of St. Paul. (laughs) Um, And had witnessed a lot of fun stuff, learned a lot, learned a lot for a young uh, white girl from River Falls, Wisconsin. So it was a culture shock right there from driving your tractor to school to St. Paul. For sure. White Bear Ave. but it was awesome though. I like met incredible people. I, you know, learned a trade, a skill, you sure. know, and when I graduated was kind of not super motivated to find a job because I didn't necessarily love doing hair. So I ended up getting my aesthetic license, which is skincare. Interesting. Love doing that. Got a job doing that. But as I was doing it, I just was like, this is it, you know, mm. like, I feel like I have more to give. And that's when I kind of, um, came back to this thought of like missions. Okay. So when I was nine years old, I went on a mission trip to Peru okay. through my church. I told my mom, like, I want to be a missionary. Like, yeah. And she was like, for sure. But as I got older, it was like, well, how, you can't do that. Right. Pay the bills. Reality sets in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I didn't really know, you know, the ins and outs of it. So, um, yeah, I think I finally came back to this idea of like, well, maybe there's something there. And that's when I, um applied for YWAM youth with a mission have you heard of that yeah yeah and I know a lot of people have gone through it they love yeah it. yeah um applied for school in a school in the Dominican Republic and moved out there and went through that program um and it was a very interesting experience I would say I mean there's so much I could say about it sure uh it really, I mean, I, I grew in my faith a lot. Um, but I would say like with any gigantic, like faith-based organization, there wasn't super great, like regulation on like who they allowed to be, um, in leadership. Yeah. Yeah. So there was just a lot of weird things. Um, just abuse of like power, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and then also just kind of abusing, the word of God in some ways. And so, but God like used all of it, you know? Sure. And I think it really helped me to like learn what discernment was and like, yeah. So yeah, the journey was, was wild and amazing and, and just being living in a different culture and being able to, yeah, just like see the world outside right. of Falls, Wisconsin and America in general. Yeah. Um, just really changed me. And For also sure. just like seeing community and, in, in these countries was just really, really like eye-opening and really cool. And so there's a ton of good things that came out of it and I'm grateful for it. Yeah. That's so cool. Cause I think like most people, I think when on, at least you, they always say go on like one mission strip, right? Yeah. And so like yeah. the one mission strip you went on really planted a cool seed. Yeah. And then you, you sure. know, you go to YWAM, which I didn't even know. That's really interesting. I didn't know oh, that yeah. you did that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how and I got I, connected with 
the organization that I ended up moving back to like Haiti with. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I wondered what there was there. And I agree for sure. I think it's interesting, like the dynamic of like being with leaders who are probably immature in their faith or immature. Mm -hmm. If we had master's degrees, we could say immature. And, um, and they're like justifying things and justifying Mm -hmm. these verses that like, yeah, you really are, but God still uses it, which is the beauty of it. For sure. Which I think is so interesting because a lot of times we'll have these people that'll stand up, especially on TikTok or whatever, and be like, false teacher using it this way. And you're like, you probably false taught a billion things. And no one's sitting here with a YouTube channel, YouTube guy. You know what I mean? Like, shut up, you know? Yeah. It's just like, you're doing it for clicks too, you know? So for sure. It's just like, but it's cool how like God uses all of those things. He even uses- the stupid statements if you look back uh-huh. I look back at some of the sermons that I preached and it was interesting I was like <laughs> reading like the first like 15 sermons for some reason I was kind of looking back and then I was yeah. like woof these were <laughs> rough you know like I told Abby I was like you gotta start somewhere though yeah but I was like I'm like did anything make sense like did anything I <laughs> said did, make no why did no one sense? tell me <laughs> yeah yeah and you look back and you're like and then yeah. I'm sure I'll do that again 10 years from now oh, you know I'm sure so, yeah but it's cool totally. how like God uses it and, and, and creates a passion for you for sure. Yeah. And like, even just looking back and thinking about like, that's, I mean, that's right. I mean, I've come to a place in my life where like, if I don't know the word of God for myself, mm. like who am I to like go into any of these situations? And you know, like that's where like people get led astray because they don't know the word for themselves, you know? Right. And I would say at that time, I really wasn't like in the word in a way that I was really like, so it was like, I was taking these people's word for everything and then you know later on realizing like oh maybe that wasn't you know right or whatever so yeah just such a um it's so empowering to yeah study the word and like know it for yourself and yeah no absolutely I agree and I think it's just like the age-old like cliche of cliches are true for a reason but like if you don't know it then it's really hard, you know, to really understand what's happening. Right. And if you don't understand the context and the cultural things, like a lot of times it's difficult. And then the, but the the reality is I understand why people don't focus on that because it seems so ominous to be like, yeah, well, when you read this passage, you need to understand the cultural context of the people that are in this. And you got to understand the socioeconomical phase. And then you're like using all of these big words to, and then everyone Mm -hmm. will forget it. You know what I mean? I'll just watch a YouTube video. I feel like, yeah. And that's where I feel like a lot of people are today. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a staple though, for sure. And you feel Mm -hmm. like, do you feel like that season, like you mentioned a little bit, like deepened your faith, but you feel like it kind of just like, cause a lot of people I know who go on these mission trips, the wild and stuff, I feel like it really sets a fire in them and a passion that very rarely goes away. Yeah. I think like, I've seen both sides of it. I've seen people go through this program and completely walk away from their faith Mm. based on the experience they had. Um, For me, like I was on like fire. I was like really pumped up. And then I moved back to the States and I felt like, I felt like God just like, like, God, why were you so present when I was there? Mm. But like, now where are you? And I like, when I moved back to the States, I kind of was like, forget this, forget Mm. like, this fate like what's the point no Mm. one cares about it here no one cares about what I did no one cares about where I was and I like I wouldn't say I like denounced my faith in any way 
Um, but I just was kind of like, you know, what? I'm just gonna go live my life the way I want to, the way I feel. Um, and I got a DUI like weeks after I moved back mm. and it was like a really, it was just like a, it was like one of like the most immediate like responses, like the <laughs> Lord had, it was, yeah. it was like, okay, you want to do this by yourself you yeah. do this on your own? This yeah. is what life looks like, you know? And so I kind of was like, okay, that was like a really, like the most humbling, like probably time in I'm my sure. life. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, after going through it, I went through and being, you know, so immersed in, in a culture like YWAM and then coming home and just getting drunk and driving and for like what, you know, but God used that point in my life. I mean, it was like a really low point, but he, I needed to be humbled. Mm. You know, it wasn't like, that was the thing about that's the thing about why I think some people go there with the idea like I'm gonna become this like savior I'm gonna like save the world and tell everyone about Jesus and and then you come back and or go back to kind of life before and you're like oh I'm not you know I don't know it's yeah. like we got to be humbled you know because it's still it's not about us Definitely. so so yeah I think it's interesting the different dynamics and the experiences and then seeing where everyone's at that I was in it with. Um, it's just so interesting. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, but I definitely I, again, planted a seed for sure. And yeah, yeah, that is continuing to grow. So yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. So you said you came back, obviously you go through this, I mean, humbling, mm-hmm. humbling yeah. period. Yeah. Right. And then literally um, lost my license, obviously. Sure was my grandma had to drive me to work wow like 26 27 years old or whatever it was Yikes. yeah so yeah. talk about some humble pie right there yeah for sure yeah and it was like but it was also like I got to build this relationship with my grandma that I hadn't mm-hmm. really had before you know and so yeah I mean like that like little things like that being able to be like wow the lord just really uses everything yeah but, definitely yeah agree because then you get to like look back and you'd be like, yeah, I wouldn't have had yeah. this without, yeah. you know, uh-huh. hmm, that's cool. Yeah. So you have that and then you go to Haiti, right? Yeah. So what, yes. what, what's, what, how did you get there? So I, I think that that kind of turning point when I was like literally sitting in a jail cell being like, okay, God, like what, you know, what are you calling me to do then? Like, yeah, because being, being here is not a good place for me. Um, and he just reminded me of this organization called justice water Hmm. and the people that I met and was like, I was like, well, I'll just reach out to them, see if there's an opportunity to like work alongside them and what it would look like. Um, and I had to be honest with them, like, Hey, I I just got a DUI, like, you know, but you know, share my heart. And, um, so they, they took a while to get back to me. They're like, you know, we've had some people on board that have had like substance abuse issues and stuff like that. And, you know, I had to give them my word and reassure them it wasn't going to be an issue. And they ultimately were like, okay, you know, like we trust you, we want, you know, we just need you to be open and honest and stuff. And so, um, justice water is like a water. So it was a ministry, um, in the Dominican Republic in Haiti. Okay. And their like main thing was like building wells and latrines, like in toilets and stuff and creating, um, access to clean water right. in these areas where it's like really hard. Yes. Yeah, super and necessary. So, yeah. So it was like meeting a need, you know, a great need. Um, and it was faith-based, but it was like the emphasis was on, you know, water. 
Right. And so I was like, you know, I don't know anything about water, but you know, they're like, no, we can teach you everything you need to know. And so, yeah, I just kind of on a, on a whim, it was just like, all right. So they, you know, kind of accepted my application and I just moved out to Dominican and we worked on both sides of the Island. And wow, I came on board with like the intent of like being with them for a year. Okay. And about, I think I was there 10 months though with them. And so that was probably, I would say like the most pivotal time in my life. Hmm. Like it's really what, um, I just learned so much. I don't even know where to begin. The team that I was with, incredible people still to this day, love and adore them. Really good friends of mine taught me so much, empowered me in a way that I had never really been empowered before. Mm. Never really thought much of myself. I had a lot of issues with like self-esteem and stuff growing up, not thinking I was really like worthy, you know, and then obviously going through like failing out of college and saying DUI and all these things that just kind of fed that narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but having these leaders who are doing incredible things and are still doing incredible things, um, just empower me and tell me like that I'm valued as a part of their team. And just, you know, so it was like in, in your mind with like mission trips and stuff like that, where I was like, well, we're going to go do good things. Sure. And then we go and like, we're completely changed, Mm. you know, and the culture in Haiti is just unlike anything, the, the culture of like the community, the family aspect there is just like something my soul just desires Mm. for America and for here. And, you know, we're so far from it, but it just really transformed what I believe community can be and should be. And yeah, I mean, go on that, go on that a little bit more, like kind of explain like why, like why I would say, oh man, I gosh, I, I think like, here and like here in Wisconsin, especially, um, people just like, don't want to open up their lives to you. Mm. Like they will to like a point or, um, a lot of people here, like were born and raised here. So they have their family and they're like, not trying to like bring anyone else in. So like, Word. dude, it's your transplant a and you're like, okay, we're not fit. So it's like all the transplants find each other and become friends. But, yeah. um, you know, I think, like it's just this like level of like vulnerability that people aren't willing to like go go to where like Haiti is just life. Like they just do life together. Like Tuesday, they go to the market, all the women go to the market, go to the market together, do all their market. Um, Wednesday they do wash. They all go to the water and wash all the clothes. It's a, a day long thing, you know, and they're cooking from sunup to sundown and everyone's welcome to eat and doors are open, you know, yeah. like, and I understand it's a different culture. It can't be, but you know, I've had moments of like, why can't I invite my friend over to sit with me while I do laundry? Like laundry yeah. sucks. Why not invite a friend over <laughs> and have sure. them sit and like, you know, or whatever it is. So I think like, yeah, I don't know. I, I wish I knew why I wish, you know, and I guess like maybe if I had never experienced it like that, I wouldn't, I would maybe not be so open to it, but um. I don't know. I just like, I desire so much for my kids to see community like that and to experience that. So yeah, Yeah. there's such power in community. I think you can't, I can't even express it because I would agree 100% that, you know, so when we were in Wisconsin, we totally Mm -hmm. came across that, right? Me and Abby were like, everyone here, you know, their family lives like 
10 miles away or yeah. like down the block, you know? Yeah. So like, they don't yep. want to hang out with you. Like they just yeah. go to their parents' house for dinner. You yeah. Know? And right. then you're kind of like, oh man, this is weird because like in college ministry, all of us yeah. were transplants and we all hung out. Exactly. And yeah. it was, that's where I really got community Big was change. in Chi Alpha at the University of Minnesota, okay. right? So like, yeah. we would all be at each other's houses. We'd hang yeah. out. Um, we do after church lunch right. together. We, it was just, there was, which is the church, right? Exactly. Like that should be the church no matter exactly. where we live. So, and I, so I thought it was just a Wisconsin thing. Yeah. Heads up. It's not, it's an Illinois no, thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like a big, <laughs> Illinois, like I'm yeah. like, we're like trying to find all, the all these friends in Illinois. And I'm like, I uh-huh. got like no friends here. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, like I have friends, like I'm saying yeah. like, at church and stuff like yeah. that. Um, yeah. But I'm saying like, to meet someone like randomly at a restaurant yeah. be like hey how are yeah. you it's like people here are like I'm gonna punch you in the mouth you yeah know what I mean? like, like how dare you <laughs> gosh no so man yes for I sure know. yeah it's so interesting well, I've been I've been trying to like because we joined the gym a gym here um they opened a lifetime so we joined the gym and I'm like there's all these women here that I see every day like I try to spark up a conversation and half of them like will have like headphones in they're like I'm like, okay, you know, and it's like, can I just find one friend? And then my husband, the introvert's like, I had a conversation in the sauna today with a nice man named Rapoosh. I'm like, all right, I'm glad you can make friends. Like, Okay. But that's a, that's a guy thing too, though, because like, I've talked yeah. to like a billion guys in this, in the sauna, you know, like, like I made this thing? joke, like okay. I open the sauna door and the old guy in there is in the middle of a sentence before I sit yeah. down and he's yeah. like telling me about his weight loss gains and all this stuff. Like, and it's awesome. Then I get to know You'd his whole life women story. Would do that too. But in the sauna, they're all like headphones in, in their phones. Like, Oh really? Don't talk to me. Yeah. I'm My like, phone turned off today in the sauna. Cause it over, I feel like you're not supposed to bring it in the sauna. Yeah. I'm like, this is like a no phone zone. So yeah, it's true. Yeah. Trying to it's make true. friends is. But I wonder, do you think that has anything to do with, because you mentioned earlier, like we have like the same personality test, yeah. right? So like, yes, for sure. so you would say like, we're, me and you are both ENFPs. Yes, so yes. the Myers-Briggs, which I'll admit, I know way less than I do about the Enneagram. Okay. So, you know, you know more about the Enneagram? Oh, way more. Okay. I know nothing about the Enneagram. Really? Because yeah. I know like Myers-Briggs, like Nando's like a freak about it. Sorry, yeah. Nando, well, they all but, were. And I think yeah. they've all kind of. Nando doesn't know much about the Enneagram either. I feel like I tried and it made my head explode. So I just was like, I'm really, gonna, let's sit this one out. I, I don't know if it was like the rebellion in me who was like, everyone yeah. at Life Church loves Myers Briggs. So I'm going so, to Enneagram. <laughs> Forget you. I feel like now, though, like Analia is like Enneagram everything. So yeah. Yeah. I think there's, yeah. What it's are good you? Stuff. What number are you? So I'm like the worst number to be. Um, okay. I, mean, I mean, guess at any number is a number, but I'm the Enneagram eight wing seven. So okay. basically an eight, eight is a challenger. Um, okay. and then the seven is like the party thrower. So like, I would okay. say like, you could definitely be a seven for sure. Um, yeah. but it's interesting. The thing that I like about it is it shows like the positive side and the negative side, right? Yeah. So the challenger, the positive is like, Hey, yeah. they're driven, they're go getter. The negative yeah. side is like, they're extremely bitter and they don't let things go. And then they like can be a bulldozer. <laughs> right okay so it's like like, which one do you want to be you know what I mean (laughs) so yeah um that's why I like it but yeah I think it has something to do with your personality right like ENFP like I'm in the Y and I'll I'll like smile at somebody walking by and then they're like you know what 
why do you have yeah. to have it? And I'm like, sorry, <laughs> yep. like I just wanted to know, can I use this bench, you yes. YMCA ghoul? I don't understand why <laughs> this is such a problem, but yeah. Well, and then like, especially at the gym, I'll be so surprised if someone like responds like to me <laughs> if I do say hi. And I'm like, oh, and then I like latch on to them and they're probably like, okay. Who's this psycho lady over here? <laughs> so yeah, I don't no, know. But that, that's like, good. Trying to make friends and you know you can't force community and that's the thing and so I think the biggest thing I realized is you know the handful of people that want to be in community and want to do life together just you know grateful for the people that I do have right it may not be this I you know picture of what I envisioned for community and you know open door and full table necessarily yet but you know but you're working at it. And it's interesting yeah. because like, I think different parts of the country have this as well. So like the Midwest is definitely more family oriented, yeah. you know, like Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa, parts of Michigan, I would say yeah. um, as well, obviously North Dakota, South Dakota, like that's yeah. like more of like you, your family lives here. You grew up here. You do the same thing your parents do. But I feel yep. like if you ever go to a place like New York or Florida yeah. or Texas, there's so many transplants mostly there. Mostly transplants, right? Yeah. So you're able to kind of everyone's looking to strike up a conversation, um, yeah. and we can all kind of get, a yeah, exactly, right? And we can get yeah. into this rut of like, man, sometimes it's like I don't want to go through the whole story of like telling you how I moved here, right? And all this, right? Now, personally, I like that probably a little bit yeah. of the narcissism, but you know, everybody else is <laughs> like, like oh, we're yeah, we're tired of hearing about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. but or enneagram or whatever you want to say yeah. or enfp it's the yes. e or the p or the f or the g who yes. knows one of them or all of them exactly <laughs> exactly but it's cool no i agree yes. i think the community especially in third world countries like you yeah. know we i had the opportunity to do a missions trip to tijuana and it was one of mm-hmm. the most life-changing things i've ever done because yeah. i walk into this hut and it's tiny and it's got mm-hmm. holes in the roof and it's got yeah. i mean it's disgusting and yeah. they're giving me some of their last food. And like, yeah. and I can't leave. Yes. I'm, like, I'm like getting it shoved in my like jacket yeah. and my like backpack yeah. because they won't let you leave without something yes, because they course. feel so yeah. blessed. It's yes. unbelievable. It is. And that's, yeah, I think it's just perspective. And like, I think here in America, I guess, is just, we have so many different distractions. Like people right. would rather just go home and, binge watch a show than talk to people exactly and I have moments where I prefer to do that too but I think like yeah it's just such a different I mean it's a different world literally it's a different world and we're the most anxious depressed you know disconnected people and you go to a place like in Haiti we'd go up to the mountain town the mountain um, towns where they a lot of villages up there they just live on the mountain they don't come down they don't need to they have everything they need up there and they're the happiest people you'd ever meet, you know? Right. So, yeah, it's like, so, yeah, it's, it's so cool. Yeah. It's just like, we, they've got it figured out, you know? Right. Like, exactly. There's something that, that they have that we don't have. Yeah. So tell me more like about this water. Like how did that all work? Yeah. Um, well, so, I mean, just using water technologies, uh, like it's pretty incredible like what you can do with like the so the whole point was to use resources that you can get on the island to sure. to make you know these wells um and we did like rain catchment tanks where literally built out of just cement um 
and it's this whole thing and it takes a while to build, but like the community will come around and build it in like a day or two um, where it catches the rainwater and it filters it out. And then the villages have water. So when there's rain, rain catchment tanks are awesome when it obviously when it rains, when it rains, um, yeah, because exactly. they fill up and then the village has water. Um, but otherwise they um, would there's a few other different technologies. There were some a little more like advanced that I never really had anything to do with. Um, but they would just go up to the mountain, the water source okay, and, um, find a way to connect to that source. And, wow. um, and then obviously like latrines, toilets sure. were a huge thing because if there wasn't a proper toilet and people were going to the bathroom all over, like the disease that can come right. from that, and the, you know? Yeah. yeah. So um, latrines are super easy to make, like can make those. And it, it's just crazy how they can make them, you know? Cause like, obviously we live in a world where our toilets are very like involved, you know, but right. there's ways, you know, to make them so that they're not so involved and you can make them everywhere. And so the biggest thing with justice water was we were training Haitians and Dominicans in these technologies okay. and then just passed it all off to them. Sure. So there's no longer Westerners in Haiti and Dominican with really? Justice Water doing this. It's all Haitian led and Dominican led. Okay. So yeah. the organization's still around today, but they're they're sending yep. all the money's yeah. down there. Yep. Okay. So like there's people on staff of Justice Water, Haitian men and women and Dominican men and women who are doing all the work. And then they're training their communities and it's just kind of like a ripple effect. So yeah. 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 I mean, that's the best for sustainable long-term, yeah. you know, work is like, you have to yep. train, you have to, you know, show yeah. people how to do it. Yep. And leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cause they don't need us there, you know? Right. And, um, that was the hard part for me though. Like I wanted, I wanted to be there, you know, but you do, you, the whole point of it was to, um, raise up leaders and empower them to do the work so that right. they didn't need anyone. They didn't need to depend on anyone. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. It'd be cool. Maybe yeah. in the, in the link of this episode, we'll shoot yeah. their, like, uh, their giving link yeah. or something in the description. Totally. You yeah. Know? And Cause so they're always doing projects yeah. and they're always, um, building. Cause I mean, there, I mean, there's so many remote villages in Haiti, um, right. that they now go to okay. and are like building different. Yeah. Yeah, water technologies for them. So I mean, like it's one of the you 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 need it to survive. So yeah, it is, and that's why it's like the greatest need. And if it can be met, right. And then through that, you know, the gospel is shared, you know, yeah. in in ways. And so, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Cool, yeah. that's so cool. So yeah. you come back from your ten months in Haiti, and yeah. then tell me what happens there. Yeah. So. Um, I kind of came back with, again, in the place of like, well, now what, like, what right. am I going to do? You know, I kept doing these like things that like, didn't have like a long lifespan. Sure. <laughs> it's like, right. well, I'll do this for a year. I'll do this for a year. And they say right. that's part of my personality too. My yeah. nomadic Short spirit, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a nomad. Um, but I moved back and just started nannying cause I knew how to do that and mm-hmm. it paid the bills and it was just kind of like, okay. And then I got a call from my youth pastor, um, who was my youth pastor when I was in high school working here in Milwaukee at Life Church. And he was like, you know, I knew 
I know you just moved back to the States. I don't know what your plan is. I don't know if you've ever considered like working for the church, but I know your heart's in missions, but we have an opening in early childhood. Would you be interested? Yeah. I was like, not really, but (laughs) let's do it. (laughs) I, I just felt like, it felt like only the Lord, you know, would bring sure. something. It wasn't something that was on my radar. I never was like, oh, I want to move to Milwaukee. I want to work at a church. I want to work with an early childhood. None right. of it like checked my boxes, but sure. I was like, hmm, this feels like an open door. If anything, I'm there for a year and I bounce. You know? Exactly. Like, <laughs> Another 10 so, months and I'm on yep, to the next. Yeah. So I came here with really low expectations. Um, but yeah, I moved here, met my husband, got married, put some roots down, still kind of begged him to like have a change of heart and so we can move somewhere warmer or something, but <laughs> he didn't. Um, but yeah, so I, I, you know, coming here and being on staff at a church, when I think about who I am on paper, it was like very interesting to me that they were willing to like put me in a place of leadership. Sure. Um, and even looking back, I'm like, y'all are crazy, but <laughs> I feel like I, I learned a lot about leadership and I learned yeah. a lot about like biblical leadership and church leadership. And, um, yeah, I think moving somewhere where I really knew pretty much no one right? again was like hard, but good. Cause it was kind of like, no one knows me, you know, I'll eventually share my story with these people, but I'm not seen as, you know, sure. this person or that person I get to just kind of be who I am. Um, so yeah, I moved here in 2016, got married in 2017, had our first baby 2020 and having another one in a couple in a month or so. (laughs) Really? So yeah. Yeah. How did I I not, how do I not, I mean, I'm not on social media anymore, so (laughs) I didn't know we're having another baby. I had no idea. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations. (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) I had literally no idea. I haven't been on social media. Um, That's that's one of my things is I got off on January. I'm off. And like, so if you announced it last year, then I missed it. But I also have was like, I don't even know if we announced it. Okay. I feel like, I don't know. Welcome to the announcement party. Baby number two. Coming soon. Very soon. Coming soon. soon. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you could squeeze in the podcast before you squeeze out a baby. That's super inappropriate. Shouldn't have said that. (laughs) probably gonna cut no, that in post if, but definitely came to my head and i was like if if there was an, a newborn baby this wouldn't be happening yeah so we had to get it in now <laughs> for sure oh my goodness no that's awesome i had no idea yeah. i'm shocked yeah. that's so cool that's so cool yeah. yeah no that's a like a crazy cool journey though too yeah. you know just to yeah. come back and i wonder if there's like you would probably know um there's something with that personality type where it's kind of like you get put in a new situation. It's almost good for you mm-hmm. because you have yes. to kind of stretch your um, limitations a little bit. Is mm-hmm. that like, is yeah. that on, on brand or no? Yeah, I would say. And I think a big thing with like, I think a big thing with in general, having like a personality type or a number or whatever is understanding, like, I don't have to be this number or this personality type. Like I can go outside of my sure. ENFP personality and I can put roots down and I can right. be here and I can do these things. And so it like, it goes against like what I want to do sometimes, you know, cause like even, you know, like I said, I, every year I'm like, 
Tananda like, do you think maybe, do you feel like we're, we're leaving anytime soon? He's like, yeah. nope. <laughs> Just I know you're down. from San Antonio. You want to go back? Or <laughs> yeah. It's pretty warm there. They got like the so, Alamo or something. That seems pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I remember that, whatever that is. <laughs> but <laughs> so, yeah, I think it was, it was good just to be challenged in that. And um, yeah, obviously the Lord had a lot here for me. Yeah. And to think of like, not, you know, to think of where I am now, I would have never in a million years said, yeah, I'm going to go to Milwaukee and this is where I'm going to be Right. for six years. Like it's been right. six years. It's the longest I've been anywhere. Right. Well, that's like the beauty of it though, you know, where it's kind of yeah. like, something that you didn't calculate, you didn't plan. Yep. If you, if I were to look through your story, I would say you had a calculated plan for every other step, yeah. 10 months here, yeah. 12 months there, yeah. 10 months there. There was always come, an ending. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You come to a place where you maybe have an ending, but the ending is changed yeah. and you still haven't found the end. So yes. that's like a beautiful thing in itself, yeah. right? Like that's a cool, yeah. a cool story. What would you say? Yeah. Like, navigating through those different seasons were a couple things that you learned maybe about yourself or maybe about just like the ability to navigate seasons like yeah. what are some things you feel like you learned I would say like the biggest thing I feel like I've learned in this season I would say is like we have this like illusion that we have so much control over so much and mm. we really really don't like yeah we like obviously have a choice to do things and not do things but like I just think even through like this pandemic and stuff, like the obsession with like controlling things and like, I don't know, it just like really opened my eyes to like, we really don't have a lot of control, you know? Yeah. And so I don't know, just relying on um, my faith and just the Holy spirit so much more than I ever have before in a genuine way and not in just like, Oh yes, I'm, you know, following the Lord's lead for my <laughs> life or whatever, you know, like yeah. genuinely. Um, and I would, I would say, I don't know. I mean, gosh, what I learned so much, I would say just being, and also like just identity in general mm -hmm. through all of the, like, I feel like every season, everything that I changed, I was trying to like identify who I was mm -hmm. by what I was doing or where I was. And so then when it changed, like when it ended, it was like, who am I now? Right. So I think being, you know, I'm 33, just now understanding true identity in Christ and that it doesn't change if I'm a stay at home mom or if I'm working at a church or if I'm overseas, like it just doesn't change. Like, and so I think like that has been one of the biggest things and also having a child, like wanting sure. them to understand their identity in Christ so that they don't go through, you know, cause I would say a lot of the trouble I got into a lot of the, you know, the partying and drinking that I did was like just me trying to identify with my peers and be yeah. part of that group or even moving back and getting a DUI. It was like, I was so confused about like, what's my, why am I here? Well, I'm just going right. to go party and not care, but no, that's not it either. And so just wanting to raise my children to to know who they are in christ and hopefully yeah. they can avoid some of those things you know sure can't avoid it all i'm sure and but i would say just identity over all the seasons and finally now just like really digging into um identity and i was reading in john or no no is it john <laughs> i'm really i'm really literate in the bible i was reading in the bible <laughs> 
about when John the Baptist baptizes Jesus. Yeah. And, um, you know, he baptizes him. And, and when he comes out of the water, the first thing, you know, God says, he speaks to his identity before he does, before Jesus yeah. started his ministry, before he did anything, before he performed a miracle he spoke to his identity saying like, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Mm. And so that was just kind of like, I read that this year or last year. I was just like, Oh, that's crazy. I never had caught that before. Yeah. And how transformational that is. If we really understand that and really believe it, you know, um, and how important identity is. And I think in the world, especially that we're raising kids in today, identity is such a lost thing and sure. no one knows who they are, especially as these young kids and i mean even adults were all walking around like still trying to figure it out so true <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah you know how to do the latest tiktok dances but you don't know who you are <laughs> yes i see a 30 year old man doing a tiktok dance from the side of the road but <laughs> no you saw that yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i'd roll down the window and start booing <laughs> Boo. no, i'm not on tiktok that's yeah me neither I not on any social media yeah, you know. So yeah, just for this year, all of us. I couldn't be on the talk anyways. I got ankles that are made of glass and knees that are made of nothing, so I couldn't. I'm not a talk. Guy. I would actually like to see that. Yeah, it'd be rough city. Um, but yeah, no, I think what you hit is, I mean, super important, right? Like control. Like we are yes. trying to control everything, yes. and you just have to like become comfortable with things being out of your control. Mm-hmm. And I want to like touch on what you said a little bit because I think it's like revolutionary about like identity in each season when it would end, you'd yeah. ask the question, who am I now? Like, yeah, that's really actually profound. I think, because I think maybe we do that in more areas than we know. I have oh, my yeah. first kid. Who am I now? Yeah. Maybe I have yep. my second. I only have one, so I don't know, but yeah. maybe you can, you know, or yeah. I get married. Who am I now? Yeah. And then you have to kind of go through these situations yeah. if you're not rooted in one thing. Right. And that's really interesting. Like, I think yeah, that speaks to a lot when, if I'm thinking back about like my history, mm-hmm. I remember when I was in uh, high school, I was playing football and I thought I was good. I'm sure I wasn't as good as I remember. <laughs> and, you know, and I, I tore my ACL for the first time. And then after oh, that yeah. is when I went into kind of my like drugs and drinking phase. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's when I yeah. ended up getting arrested for the, yeah. for the same thing. Right. I got arrested yeah. And, um, which is, was a huge monumental moment for me. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the most monumental moment because I needed to have three potentially fatal car accidents after that in order to move forward. But I'm saying like, I remember distinctly thinking if I can't play football, if I can't play baseball, if my college dreams of making it to like double a like i knew i wasn't going you know to the top (laughs) tier but if i can like make it to like you know a a 2a school then i would be really cool and if that's all gone then what do i do right and then you turn to something else and then but i also think i found that again in a recent season when Mm -hmm. we left life church in this pursuit Uh of planting I found yeah. it again and I'm sitting in yeah. the back of a church crying my eyes out thinking I'm much better than these people up here who suck at ministry. I'm so much better yeah. than you. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, wait, who am I? Right. Yeah. So it, that's profound. Yeah. I, I like how that's yeah. interesting how you said that. Right. Well, and that's where like, I feel like people turn to like substance abuse and other thing, you know, like to numb, you know, like right. out 
because if they don't know who they are and what you know what they're doing and that's where I think a lot of like these young kids or whatever it is and I just think not knowing who we are is a huge source of pain in the world and you know and I think there's a lot of people in ministry who take on ministry as our identity sure and not necessarily you know and I think it's so it's you know it's not you know it's not like oh in the church you automatically know who you are like I think there's a huge thing going on in the church where I mean you see you see these pastors falling from grace and right all sorts of things happening you know so yeah I mean I think identity is huge and right if we know who we are in Christ and whose we are you know when things change and when the things do get out of control, where at least we have that like foundation of like, we know who we are. So. Right. For sure. Yeah. And I think it can become an, you know, you, you use the term idol, but a lot of people yeah. are like, what yeah. does that even really mean? You know, yeah. like it just becomes like, this is the reason that you're doing it is because yeah. you are doing it. Right. Like yeah. the reason that I'm right. doing a pastor is because I am a pastor. Right. Like, yeah, yep. it's like, I'm just doing what I know. Yeah. And then you stop doing it and you realize mm-hmm. like, wow, my identity shattered. And I remember yeah. praying after I got out of that church service and, and God mm-hmm. being like, um, the amount of time you were serving me was not as much as you were serving yourself. Yeah. And I was Oof. like, <laughs> Done. you know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and, and, but, but here's the caveat I'll say with that. I don't think the ministry that I did during that season is null and void. I think right, God no, is still glorified and, and he's still absolutely. sovereign over it. And I was, absolutely. I was not aware of that. I truly believe no, that I was pers- right. pursuing, but I was, and then I get taken away and I realized like, he was like, you were trusting in you, your gifts, yeah. your talents, yep. your skills, not mine. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So then it's on a journey of stripping that away mm-hmm. and then trusting in him. And, yeah. and it's interesting. I was just reading in Daniel chapter five because we're going through the, the book of Daniel in our church. Yeah. And he's, he's talking to Nebuchadnezzar's king or son, who's yeah. now the king. And he tells him, he says, Hey, the son sees this dream. And the dream is this writing that's on the wall. And yeah. it basically is like, Hey, Daniel, you know, tell me what this writing means. And Daniel says, yeah. Hey, this writing means your dad had to humble himself by being sent out into the wilderness for seven years. You saw that. And you did not humble yourself. Yeah. So therefore you will be your, comp, your, uh, your country will be divided and you yeah. will be usurped of the throne. And then it yeah. says the next day it happened. And yeah. so you think about that and you're like, whoa. And I was reading mm-hmm. that story and then God was like, reveals this one thing to me. Uh, I was reading it and he goes, um, you're not Daniel. Yeah. You're yeah, the king's so son. You know. yeah. yeah. And I was like, Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's like, Let's I, do that I, I, yeah, you're not, you're not Daniel in yeah. this moment, like telling mm-hmm. someone else to be humbled. He's like, yeah. you need to be humbled. I'm yeah. telling you right now, this is not for you to <laughs> preach. I'm telling you right now. It's like, yeah. okay, that's good to yeah. see, you know? Well, good for you for listening, you know, hearing the Lord's voice and knowing, you know what I mean? Cause you could sure. easily be like, nah, no, right. You know, so right. No. And I, I agree with you too. And I appreciate that. I agree with you too, about like understanding our identity. I was in this leadership thing once and there's this, this pastor saying, Hey, everyone, exactly what you said about when Jesus comes out of the water uh-huh. and God yeah. says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. He mm-hmm. said, that's what every one of your children. And then the people who you're leading need from you. And so yeah. he was, yeah. it was this powerful moment and he's yeah. in this room and he, he says to his son, he says, son, stand up you are my son 
I love you. I'm proud mm-hmm. you have my last name and I believe in you. And the son's yeah. crying and he's crying, yeah. right? And yeah. in that moment, you realize like, that's the power of him speaking yeah. life into his son Yes. of, hey, you're my son. Yeah. You're legitimate. You carry mm-hmm. my last name. I'm proud of you. And I believe in yeah. who you are. Like we all yeah. need that. You yes. need that. I need that. We yes. all need that. And we yes. can't go through life without understanding that yeah. we're God's son. Yeah. He's proud of us. He believes in us. He sent his son to die for us. Yeah. And so now from that, we can go and mm-hmm. live and function. Yeah. Yeah. Preach. I don't know about that, but <laughs> it wasn't me. That was somebody else. So oh, that's yeah. just no, copyright, well. you know, laws. <laughs> Luckily it wasn't on tape. So darn it. I should have taken credit for it. Could have got a book <laughs> yeah, deal. Yeah, you didn't have to. You're too honest. No. Integrity of Daniel. So anyways. <laughs> That's so cool, though. I think yeah. there's a lot of a lot of different things. I want to I ask you, like, what do you think if someone was listening to this and they're kind of like, OK, you guys have hit on a few things that I said. Maybe there's someone who, you know, they've just gone through seasons where they only commit for a short amount of time or yeah. they're, yeah. you know, someone who's kind of drifting. Mm-hmm. What would be your advice to them to kind of live a story that is maybe, you know, in pursuit of something better? you know, what would be mm-hmm. some advice or maybe a few thoughts? Yeah. yeah. I would say like, let go of your plan. Like, especially for someone who like has a plan and sees things and has a timeline, um, like completely let go of it. It's fine to like, think about those things and have them really loosely. But like I said, like coming here, uh, it was not on my radar. Milwaukee, I never wanted to move here. Never yeah. desired to live in Milwaukee. Sure. Never desired to work at a church. Never thought I was qualified or capable. Um, it literally like, it was nowhere near anything I'd planned. Um, but this opportunity came like, you know, and I think sometimes we think things are like random or we ignore them because they don't look exactly like how we planned. Um, and like, this is, it, it gave me my life that I have right now. Mm, And I have moments of just like, so grateful for what God has done. Cause I just walked through that door, not having a clue what was on the other side. Yeah. Um, so I think like, that's the biggest thing. And I think in today's world where we, you know, have all the social medias, we see everyone's perfect life. We form our idea of what a perfect life for us would be around what so-and-so is doing. Sure. Um, and that's just not, that's not productive and that's mm. not reality really. So right. I think taking a job that maybe the salary is a little less than desired or, you know, like starting somewhere. Sure. And seeing what can happen from it, you know, I just think you see a lot of, especially I think in ministry, a lot of young kids going to ministry, they see all these celebrity pastors and these people making it big and wearing all the name brand clothes and preacher sneakers and all this stuff. And they think like, (laughs) well, if I go into ministry, that's what I want. Instead of like, hey, maybe I'm going to go work at the small church and make not as much as I could doing whatever else but if god's calling me to this place like what does he have for me here right. so right um you know this is coming from a small town girl who liked to drink and party and got arrested at one point and a pastor's allowing me to lead a ministry you know right. i was given a chance to do right um but you know it was after years of not you know walking right. through those doors of opportunity for a, a while sure so yeah, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, no, I think that's good. Like just taking a shot and like, Mm -hmm. I think like, it's just exactly like you said, like, just like give it an opportunity. Why wouldn't you, you know, something is better than nothing. Like you waiting for the perfect moment or like you said, the perfect like Instagram. Yeah. I mean, it's never going to happen. Right. (laughs) And I think that's probably like, if, if maybe if you're honest and I could be off base here, but that's what you were looking for. Oh, totally. I'm going to look for that. 100%. I'm going to do 10 months here, 10 months there. If I find yeah. the perfect thing, then I'll yeah. commit long-term. Yeah. Right. right. No, a hundred percent. And just always was like, well, there's gotta be something better. Sure. You know? Yeah. So like, this is good for now, but there's gotta be something better. Um, and I think that's like, that's just the whole, like, that's our humanity, you know, like, cause there is always going to be something better. There's always going to be more, there's always going to be something shinier or whatever but like if we focus on that instead of focusing on what god's calling us to then we'll constantly be chasing the next thing exactly yeah yeah you said it perfectly like if we're not even like cognizant of where we're at yeah i mean we're gonna miss it you know yeah you don't want to wake up 10 years from now and miss realize you missed 10 years of your life looking for something else and I know people who've shared that with me who are mm. in that place where they're like, you know, and again, God can you God will use anything and everything and he does, but you don't want to be right. 10 years from now saying, I wish I would have, you know. Right. Yeah. So yeah, like if this podcast is something where you're listening to this and you're like, okay, yeah, I need to like move forward. Like yeah, then then move. Yeah. You know, like or just say yes to something that right maybe isn't my dream job. Maybe isn't my dream, this or that. Maybe it's not the dream destination that I want to be, you know, but it's an opportunity with an open door. Like that's something. (laughs) Yeah. Cause love is an open door. (laughs) Is that a a frozen song? Um, probably. I feel like that's a frozen song. Zara's into the Encanto. Oh, she's Encanto. Encanto yeah hudson yeah. hudson loves frozen or he was like yeah. he loved olaf's frozen adventure which is a okay heater. yeah like it's a heater yeah. and yeah. uh but Encanto's is <laughs> good too but we we watched it together and yeah. then um he i was like you want to watch it because we were driving on a long road uh-huh. trip and i was oh, like yeah. you want to watch it he's like no i don't like that bruno guy <laughs> i was like they, oh. they, they really put that character in there for yeah yeah and i'm like oh okay. yeah you mean okay yeah you're right that guy is a little like i'm watching it i'm like yeah this is a little creepy you know like <laughs> this is like kind of scary in kanto yeah. anyways but yeah i know it's good love is an open door that is that's from yes. frozen 2 which unpopular yeah. opinion opinion it's better than frozen 1 I don't oh i've care. heard people say i've heard a lot of people say that yeah i mean they yeah. got the mist they got everything yeah. you could ever want it's a heater <laughs> come on Kristen bell kills it and that Christoph guy from Mindhunter. Anyways, I digress. Yeah. I just want to Mind thank Hunter. you so much. Yeah, that's a good. Have you seen Mindhunter? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's intense. That don't. I can't watch it late at night. Otherwise, yeah. I'll wake nope. up at nope. three a.m. with a knife in my yeah. hand. I'm just like yes, running around the sure. house. And we have rats, or we have like mice in our walls that crawl up and oh, down nice. them. I love that. Yeah, because our house is super old, and then I they, they die. They die from the decon and then they die. And then they all of a sudden the wall will just smell like garbage for a week. And you're like, what happened? Hudson, did you hide a diaper over here? You know, or did oh, he you, just comes you know? out with a dead rat. Yeah. And then there's just a mouth. You can just smell it in the wall. Anyways. 
Love it's me. a good time. Summer. Yeah. Home ownership. In summer. I don't own it. We rent it. <laughs> you so, don't? Oh, no. that's nice. That's yeah, great. That's true. If I owned a house and there were rats in the walls, I'd be ripping the walls apart. <laughs> or I'd get a cat, which I'm allergic to. Yeah. 75% fake allergic, 25% real allergic. I'm and just, 100% fake allergic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I believe that makes me so happy to hear that because I feel bad saying like, you know, like I'm fake allergic, but I am. I just no, hate cats. Yes, yeah, same. You know, so I just let yeah. them loose in the attic and just have at it, man. Just kill. Just sit and listen to the massacre happening. Yes. It'll be a music. <laughs> the one to my good ears. purpose. The one good purpose of a cat. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So anyways, thank you so much for taking time. This has been an absolute yeah. blast. It's been awesome having you on. And um man, congrats about you know, baby number two. We're so Thanks. excited for you. Thanks for listening to the ENFP podcast. <laughs> We're going to continue that with two more ENFPs, me and my friend, Zach. Dude, it was, uh, Lindsay's awesome and just an awesome time yeah. to, to chat and talk through, you know, all the stuff that she's been through. And, oh, so much too. Yeah. Really cool things. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's cool. Like really looking at her story and how she was talking about searching right so she went mm. from place to place and yeah even just how she would only commit for a specific amount of time yeah because she didn't want to commit long term because right. even that commitment is just like okay if i'm committing here for a long time yep. you know i may be saying Scary. i'm saying yes to here is saying no to something else right which yep. seems very enfp as well it's like a know? blessing here is a curse somewhere else i'd yeah. rather not like, it's kind of what it sounds like. You know what For I mean? Sure. It's like, I'd rather not deal with that then. For sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool, but, or really interesting. I don't know yeah. if it's, whether it's cool or not depends <laughs> on probably your perspective. Right. I thought it was really interesting to dive into that. But I think, I think she overall, like, you know, it's really cool to kind of see the journey, right? Of yeah. like, hey, th this is where I started. This is where I grew up. And I just had this, this call, this, this purpose and, and following that right. to where it leads and, and ultimately where it, where it gets you to where you are today, I think is a cool thing. Um, and I would hope people would have the same like gusto. I mean, I think it takes some guts yeah. to just be like, all right, I'm out of college here. I'm going there and then yep. I'm going here. And, exactly. and that adventure spirit is really something I think to be admired and to, to be celebrated. So I right. thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And I think also the fact that she, now correct me if I'm wrong here, but like going to life church, it was funny because it was something where she just never thought of herself as doing. Sure. And then just like going straight out to a place that she'd never really been before. Mm -hmm. And now I don't know if she went into this. Maybe this was just assumed, but I'm assuming that's where she met Nando. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, we actually started like, uh, I think she started like two months before uh, we did. Oh, funny. Okay. So pretty. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. So yeah, even still though, like the fact that she, you know, met her husband there, you know, and then the, the, the man that she now has, you know, children with, you know, your child, well, one child, one coming. Um, yeah. How big of a fail is that when she's like, yeah, we're pregnant. I'm like, I'm sorry. I that no was so idea. funny. <laughs> I, I knew I knew that, but I just didn't know if you knew that or not. Yeah. Um, but that was so funny because you were like, oh, you are. Oh, soon. Oh, okay, for sure. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like, it's not like it, they just found out. It was <laughs> it's like it's like, been a while. Yeah. It's, the birth is tomorrow. <laughs> okay, then. Oh, congratulations <laughs> to everybody involved. Yeah. Um, so funny. But. Anyway, like just so interesting how like 
seeing where God brought her like from and then to like, especially mm-hmm. just her story of, you know, being in a jail cell and then just kind of having that humbling moment yeah. where isn't it true that God is going to use anything and everything he can to get our attention. Yeah. As much as it sucks most times, if we're being completely honest in the For moment, sure. like it's, you have to sort of ask yourself those questions of if that, no, you still shouldn't drink and drive, but if that DUI never happened, like, would she would have, she where would she be? Would she be pregnant with her second kid with Nando? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Would she be in a place um, where she's at now? And it's like, you know, only God knows. But at the same right. time, you just have to think of how beautiful it is that God uses all of those things that in the moment is a horrible point in our life to really humble us and teach us something. And for me, I told you this before, but, and I know that there's been other sermons that have touched on this, but when she talked about that, you know, in the Bible, God calls upon Jesus's identity as his son before he calls upon anything else. Yeah. And so when we think about who we are as people, who we are as humans, the, the main thing that should, we should concern ourselves with is what, who does, you know, what, what does God call us? God calls mm-hmm. us as sons. God calls us as daughters. Everything else is secondary yeah. in relation to that. And yeah. we should be living our lives out of that identity that god's calling us um and so we don't have to find that right you know we don't have to find i have to find out if i'm a son of god i have to find out if i'm a daughter of god no 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 no. god calls that first to us and then we step out of that calling you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. i saw that at least in her story so evident that's what she did you know i feel like she took it as hey like this is who god god has called me to be i'm gonna step out in faith and you know take this job at this church in this town that I've never been, you know what I'm saying? Like just that, how that whole thing worked out. um, I just thought was a really huge Testament to God's faithfulness. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed with you. 100%. I think, and that's a really cool revelation to be like, you know, Hey, um, this is what, you know, God calls Jesus, his son first. Mm -hmm. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Right. And it's just a cool revelation to exactly what you're saying. It's just like, are you living out of that? Because everything that Jesus did in the three years of public ministry came after this moment. Mm -hmm. Um, So really it set the stage, right? It sets the course for this is who you are in you. I'm happy at this point. I'm pleased before you produce. Yeah. And that's the thing that's cool about like even having children right so you're like you know you have your daughter and i have hudson like you're pleased in who they are right before they produce anything that's of value to you man she's been pooping she's been crying she's been doing all this stuff <laughs> keep me up keeping val up like all this kind of stuff right. but like those things that she's doing that doesn't that's not where value comes from right it's right. like no 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 she's my daughter like she's my child exactly. like that is above all else you know exactly. so her actions per se or lack thereof right now. Um, that's not what where her identity is coming from, you know. Exactly. And and that's good to know to to see. And it's so clear to see right. that. Right. Yeah. But how come you don't see yourself Amen. that that clear? Straight up. And I, honestly, I think most people that have had kids will say they felt the closest to God once they had kids. Yeah. Even atheists will say that or non-believers, sure. whoever they'll say, you know, I don't really believe, but I'll be honest, like once I had my first kid, I, I knew there was something deeper. Like I felt something like it was crazy. Um, so yeah, no, that's, that's very true. Like that, 
that shift, not saying you have to have kids, but I'm just saying like that shift does change once you have kids of your own. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it, it's just a, it's just an identity thing of like, Hey, this person I'm, I'm, I'm joyful. I'm proud yeah. in who you are. Right. And that's, that's how God sees us. Exactly. Right. And through yeah. the status of Jesus dying on the cross that we were now clean because mm-hmm. of his sacrifice and what he's done on the cross, you can have the assurance to understand that he is good and that mm-hmm. he loves you. And, right. and you need that from him too. You right. need to be standing there and say, he saying it to you. This is my son. This is my daughter. Exactly. And you, I'm well pleased yep. because of Jesus, exactly. right? Not yep. because of your perfection, but because of no. Jesus, the church is the only place where we can publicly say all of us are in process and nobody's perfect, yep. but yet we know the one who is, and that's, exactly. that's the beauty of it. Yep. And that's the goal. So it's awesome. And I think, I think she shared some really, really cool things that I hope yep. people key in on. And I hope it inspires someone to, yep. to go after some things, but also just really, you know, trust in who God is and what he's calling us to be is right. something bigger than maybe we'll see in just this short period of time of commitment. Mm-hmm. But there's right. a long, there's a bigger picture yep. and we can trust him in that. So Amen. awesome conversation. Thanks again to Lindsay for being on the pod. Yeah. It was awesome. See you at Thanksgiving. <laughs> see you at Thanksgiving. <laughs> see you then, Lindsay. Talk to you later. We'll see you guys later. Love you guys. <laughs>